Yeah. Uh, my hate for this other person it fuels me. My hate, yes. Oh, yeah. My hate for another person just fueled me. That was my. That, hate was, that was through you. That was my I, Popeye spinach moment right there. Thank you, Benita Lavario. Welcome back to the Space Society Collective. We have only been recording for 22 seconds, so you did not get any of what I was talking about beforehand. Ah! <laughs> He's but, like, you do not get anything, uh, but like, you know, I'm telling you right now, there was something. There was something. <sighs> but I think the joy of people's misery will help everyone today <laughs> yeah. on this odd weather we're having here in California. Normally around this part of July, we. I mean, so fucking hot, I would be sweating like I'm being sat on by the devil's state. Now, nah, feel like we're in the middle of spring. It's like, I don't understand it because it was so hot like last month and now it's July and everyone's like, all right, get ready. And now, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about legitimately anything right now anymore. <laughs> oh, it was hot as balls uh, this week, so I am... Jealous of you bastards. I have a feeling that the rest of the year is going to be fucked in terms of weather. I, I mean, it's going to be fucked. I think, but yeah, in terms of weather. <laughs> I think um, Halloween is going to be the hottest year ever here in California. While it's going to be cold as balls up in the east in the Midwest. To the point where kids are going to be wearing their snowsuits over their costumes. I mean, for y'all, this is, like, not very warm at all, but for Vancouver, 81 degrees is a little warm, and our highs have been, like, in the 90s and 80s for the last week or so, Mm -hmm. which I know for y'all is not very warm, but also a lot of our houses, like, do not, people don't have ACs. Everywhere is, like, sold out. Damn. Yeah. I was was looking at Las Vegas for this week. Ooh, ooh. Oh, man. It's like if they step outside, their face get melted off like in the fucking Temple of Doom. 140. Oh, fuck. Damn. No. For real? Absolutely not. That's fucking insane. That's literally melting your, your shoes temperature. Mm-hmm. Like, and that shit happens. That shit happens in India. That could absolutely happen here if it gets hot enough. Like, fuck. Can you imagine just like you're on the strip, right? And full context, I have never been to Las Vegas, so make it that what you will. Um, just imagine. You're not just, missing anything. You're not. Okay. It's not as fun as anybody says it is. <laughs> um, you just step outside of an air conditioned casino and you just boom, that heat wave just hit, and you just be like, nope. Oh my God. Literally. And it's like. I've been in 120 before, and I could imagine that. Just stepping out, and I would want to fucking murder, let alone 140. Yo, okay. No. Specifically, my heart thing is affected by, like, temperature, and I think I would literally immediately faint if I stepped from air conditioning to outside and it was over 100 degrees. I think I would quite literally immediately faint and collapse, and people would be like, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be the one on the news. (laughs) 
Okay. Literally, people would be like, this dumb bitch, and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize it was fucking noon in the middle of the desert. I just, I literally just wanted to move from one building to another. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Yo, there's a reason. There is a reason <laughs> where you could walk between the casinos. I think they started, Ooh. I think Vegas, from what my brother has told me, Patreon is just fading. Just the like a heat breeze. <laughs> I feel like they'd think I was too drunk too, so like probably people would like not like want to deal with it, you that's know? Exactly what I was gonna say. They like, would probably just like like whoever's whoever's like at the door, like you know, for the hotel or whatever is probably just gonna drag you inside or outside and just leave you there so the thing closes. Like, oh my god. Um, Thank think- God I never travel alone. I would have to have someone there to essentially babysit me. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I'm laughing at the thought of you just falling down like a sack of potatoes. Just <laughs> no, it is funny. That's why I brought it up because I was like, I would like. I don't even think I would get like a chance to like take a couple steps. I think the abrupt temperature change would be the thing. You I, know. I think. If Does we- that mean your nickname will have to be Tater Tazi? Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Oh yes! <laughs> oh, you have no idea what you released. Oh, we have onion. Who's on? I mean, I thought we were friends. Oh man! I've never felt so My dad jokes supersede friendship. I apologize. <laughs> and with that, welcome back to Science Tiny Collective Podcast. That was the. Whoever the fuck you want to call him, Benny Lavario. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't. That because you were about to say illustrious, and you were like, "Wait, I can't say that." No, I was gonna say I had a, a very creative one. <sighs> I, I, I literally had a list of creative nicknames to go with your names, but Benny's dad joke just really derailed that shit. Yeah, and then just everything just went out of my mind. So now Tater Tazi is now stuck in my head. Yo, okay, you guys want to hear something funny about, like, uh, oh, uh, abruptly, abruptly, like, interrupting something, apparently? <laughs> it happened to me today at work. Oh, no. Is this, like, like, oh, I should have not kind of abrupt? Uh, no, I- it's more like, oh, I said something accidentally a little too true that people weren't apparently ready for. Ah, that. The truth bomb. Yeah. No, it wasn't even a big thing, but it was this thing where, like, I walked into an office today, right? And I was supposed to go in and, and take down, uh, deconstruct all their computers and then put it in another room because they're moving stuff. Not the point. So I walked in, and there's uh, two people working in there that I know. And uh, one of them is brand new. I think she just got hired, like, a couple months ago or something like that. Or l- actually last month. And um, the other one is training her, and the other one, like, I'm friends with, I know her there, like, for a couple years now. And it's like, (laughs) I walk in, and I'm talking to the younger one, the new one, and she's, like, turning off her computer, and her background is, like, uh, her dog. And she's like, oh, well, well, she's like, yeah, that's my my dog, and she's, like, telling me about her dog, I think she named it Bunny, something like that. Um, uh, And she's like, yeah, this is is my dog. I, I show I show so and so a photo of, of of her every day, a new photo of her every day. And I'm like, Oh yeah? And like she looks like she looks at me, the other person, she looks at me and she does that like silent eye contact thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. And she was just like, Yeah, no, it's always so cute. 
And like the way she said it, like I heard it in a certain way, right? And I literally didn't. And I, to me, it was obvious. To me, it was obvious. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. To me, it was obvious. So she looks at me and she's like, "I show her a photo every day," and I'm like, "Damn." So like, how long did it, how long did it take before you realized that she was being ingenuine? <laughs> and she was like. Oh, well, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, because it's like that thing with people like and their kids and dogs, you know, it's like it's cute and stuff. Don't It's cute. And she's like, yeah, so yeah. Like maybe like, like five times, maybe yeah, like five times and you every, should spread it out. Exactly. And she's been working there for like a month, which means she's been doing it for like a fucking month every day. And I didn't think anything about that. And I was like, yeah, cool. So let me grab your computer. And then I walked out <laughs> and then I was in another room with talking with some other employees like like where we like all of us kind of hang out when we're in the same building together so like and i think oz you might know who i'm talking because <laughs> I, I think you okay. just go just... yeah so so I, i'm in another room right and then uh the 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 older employee i'll say the older employee walks in and she's she's just like so like why did you have to blow my cover <laughs> and i'm like i'm sorry wait what and she's like yeah like i've just been saying i've just been nodding and agreeing and she and i'm like yeah but like and she's like because that was kind of rude i was like i'm sorry was it that rude but tell me this was it more rude that i did that or more rude that you've just been like like feigning interest for that long and she's like well like honestly i'm really glad you said something because now i don't have to do it anymore i'm like see wouldn't you rather just be like like just say it up front and That's not have to hold on to You know what I'm gonna say, right? I know! I know! I like, up. I don't have to say it. I like, fucked up. I but you know why. Huh? But you know the why, right? It's because of the tism? It's for- That's for sure the tism. That one is textbook the tism. You missed a lot of signals and social cues there. That is, this is a lie that we all tell together that is social lubrication to just people do that. Like, yes, there is a medium in between, but also I feel like she was totally in the right that the way you phrased that was rude as fuck. That was hilarious. And you were entirely correct, but also extremely blunt. And from their perspective, out of nowhere, you just extrapolated data because we're good at doing that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was... Friend desk working me. But so I want to thank you so much for sharing that with me because it makes me feel so much better about many, many, many times I've done extremely similar. And then people are just like, wow, you're just a bitch, huh? And then I didn't realize what I did was bitchy, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm a bitch. That's just who I am. Friend desk working me is proud of you. We still had Blurp. You know that song would be playing at this point in time. I'm... I'm honestly really sad and happy that we don't have blurb. <laughs> Speaking of blurbs, as I always, swear. you can catch this podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Our top How are you metaphor- listening to it now? now? Where are you listening to? Because SoundCloud is apparently getting all the hits. At number one, yeah. and still SoundCloud at number one. Is where we're getting the most? Yes. Interesting. But whoever you are yeah. on Spotify, we love you. Consistent, week to week, consistent. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. 
and that? you too, Spotify. We love all of our fans, not specific, <laughs> just specific. Like we're literally just talking about the numbers here. Actually, Apple users, go fuck yourself. Right? We 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 ask you to listen, but you don't listen. <laughs> Actually, so. specifically, Apple. No, that's because Apple Podcasts fucking suck. Yes. Um. um but yeah, and number one in two. It sw- actually flipped from the last time I actually posted here in our Discord. The two back-to-back Our Flag Mean Death episodes, one from Space Oddity and one from Black Hole Tangents, mm-hmm. are the top mm-hmm. tracks mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. Wow, you know what happened? Because that show's so good and people are so starved for content. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you for those of you that are discovering us because of that episode. We love you very much, and like we will continue to talk about Season 2 when it comes out. Oh my god, yeah. I can assure you that it'll probably pop up multiple times before then. Like, as soon as they start filming, like... Oh yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, checking. actually, did you hear that they were filming in uh, New Zealand for the second yes. season? They're gonna be, like, on location over there, so... That's cool. So, that will look very, very nice on screen. And... I- for a lot of the shots they were doing. Nice. I just need some Jermaine Clement. Like, I am just... You, you think we're going to get a flight of Concord? I maybe? want... It just feels like it would make sense. Like, it would. it's a puzzle. Like, it's a perfect puzzle piece that will just slide right on in there. I think we get okay, a flight of the Concords meeting in here some way, somehow. Like, I mean, I'm... we had uh, what we do in the Shadows cameo in... Or Love and Thunder. Right. Not spoiler. I, say, like... I, I definitely wouldn't mind a what we do in the shadows cameo in any of like our flags being Zeth. I just he loves working like with yeah. his friends, and I feel like this team making this show is also like yeah, let's just work with our friends. Like everybody's just like get the fuck over here, let's yeah. go. Um. So fingers crossed. It's That's like it's like Happy Madison, except better. At a hundred percent, hundred percent, like a hundred and fifty percent, honestly, because that's just how bad. You get what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck Rob Schneider. Um, at number three, mm-hmm. uh, me and Benny's episode, the multiversal tangents, multiversal travel tang- tangents. Why did I pick that title? Jeez, that was a tongue twister just to say it. Yo, we wonder that a lot. <laughs> Majority of the time is y'all, but it's actually no y'all's is better than mine. It's it's just it's just the trick of can you say it quickly? Nah. Um I literally so can't believe you guys named that episode Our Flag Means Michi over that stupid fucking video that nobody knew what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. Like is Michi. But you say that was but you know what it part was? of part of the uh, ADHD brain or the TISM brain? It's, it's I think that one is ADHD, but honestly, the clustered thinking is both. But <laughs> and as always, if you but like... every doctor I talk to, I seem to know more than so. Mm. Yo. <clears throat> and as always, if you liked our intro and our outro stinger, remember denisetakes.com for free royalty free content. Yo, wow, that was a really really smooth segue, Desi. Thank you. I miss doing radio, but I'm not. Yo, I I miss the radio thing too. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. How? <clears throat> we can't play music. 
No, we can we can play music if we really would like to be sued by our favorite musicians. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, we can play music like once. <laughs> if we'd like to get a, a friendly cease and desist with their cool autograph. I was gonna say at least or their lawyer's that. autograph. <laughs> More likely their lawyer's autograph. I think yeah. that there. I think there is a work a workaround. We can do an episode. I think there's a workaround. I literally think there's a workaround. We can do an episode, a, a legit radio episode. I have to give me give me at least a month. Here's a here's a question, right? I mean, we don't. It, it would take a lot of work week to week to do it. So maybe we don't do it every week. Maybe like monthly or something. But what if we do like a independent artist roundup? That and I was also thinking about anime um, intros. We can get around working on um, working that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a couple of things we could do, but I, I there, it wouldn't be conventional stuff that we normally broadcast. But there's probably ways that we could like not only find good music, but like find like a double a double use for it, like putting being able to play music and then at the same time like maybe helping get more exposure for like. Smaller artists or something like that. I know it does. Have you listened to Welcome to Night Vale? Because that's what yes. they do in the weather. And <laughs> yeah. um, I know a deathcore band. I can ask them if I can do two of their tracks. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You guys live in LA. There's, <laughs> I imagine there is a <laughs> no shortage of people who are like, please listen to my fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> you live in LA. <laughs> Um, oh, remember the days of when you would leave concerts and there were artists there that are just like, here's a free copy of my CD, please listen to it. And it's like, oh, okay, thanks, great. And then... Yeah, here's my mixtape. Fuck. Yeah, uh, there used to be people that would literally wait for the venue to finish and stuff. And when people would be leaving, they'd just straight up have copies of their own work and being like, hey, hey, listen, just listen, just listen. And they'd be giving out free shit because that's the only way they could do it. Speaking of that. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Um, friend of the podcast, Cat Romo, um, host of the show Blue Cat Radio on California's KOCI 101.5 FM. They, she actually does um, up-and-coming artists on her radio show. Nice. Every, every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. If you call in, just say Desi sent you. There you go. Nice little rising stars section. Just so that way they can make sure to hang up on you as quick as possible. Yep. No, no. <laughs> no, like cat... that asshole? No thanks. <laughs> no, cats are good people. Um, I actually used to work with them at um, our university library, and she actually helped me apply to work at the university radio station. Nice. So she's good people. Um, nice. but today's episode, we're talking about food. We before are. We, yes, we're gonna. Uh, yeah, but like, before we do that, just I need to know if anyone else in this group saw the amazing NASA pictures. Because please tell me you guys yes. looked at those. Oh come on, you know yes, me. I, I, I follow them. NASA. Like, yes, just oh. fucking gorgeous. Oh my god, just... I was like, I was nerding out over it. Because I was like, oh my god, that means there's like six refractory lenses inside that telescope because of the way that like it's shining the light oh, off wait, these stars. It's shining? Yes! Uh, uh, 
my sister and I were just like texting all caps back and forth to each other because we were like, oh my fucking god. It's like high res images that it's like, yo, this isn't fuzzy. What the fuck? Oh my god. The Look at the swirls. Look at the swirls. And then we were like, can one of those, any anybody in those galaxies come take us away, please? Oh. I was like, universe. in it. Yeah. And it kind of sucks. What was it? I didn't see what the the labeling of the of the nebula that it was photographing was, but there was one that like in detail, it just reminds me of like a really close up view of like an iris, like Dude. just ridges of your iris just mm -hmm. before, like, the actual center. I got, cornea. I got total Mass Effect vibes looking at those. Yeah, photos. for real. Like, man. It looks like uh -huh. a. Where they showed what was it like with the forming galaxy that looked like almost like you know like sand cliffs or whatever. Yeah, like it, it's like you. It's like I could imagine like if somehow we had some way to like travel there, just like somehow meeting a wall in space that's just, just naturally sand. there could like you, that. Could you create some beautiful sand cliffs like that in D and D, please and thank you. Speaking of D and D, I. I... Is there any way we can do a one shot of the Star Jammers uh, ship they, they they're coming out with? I'm sure there will be. Cause I mean, the possibility of us being in space and having space hamsters as our fucking uh, pets. I mean, come on. Who does not want a space hamster pet? Or a corgi? You know, no. whichever. Yeah. Desi, I've been planning things for a long time. Oh lord. We're going into space. Yeah. I've been catching up on Dimension 20s. I'm behind on like mm. multiple of their actual play seasons, but I'm catching up on their one that's set in space, their Starstruck Odyssey. And I'm like two and a half episodes in, and it's already so good. It, they're always good. I always like the seasons that they do. But also, the like world that they're playing in is based on um, the Starstruck comics by Elaine Lee, a like critically acclaimed sci-fi novelist who happens to be Brennan's mother. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's cool. When Oz told me that, I was like, "Huh, that makes a lot of sense." All of a sudden, <laughs> watching a lot more D and D content on YouTube. I have late. I've been doing lately. Um, I've noticed a lot of each person's um, how. Like Abria, Ardingar, Brendan, and Matt. All different. Uh, all different. Like Abria is coming in with more elegant, more detailed, like very structured. Um, Brendan is the way he is like. For me to for me noticing how he he's like he, individually talks with each player. And like he instinctively knows what each player is gonna do before they fucking do it. So when he when he tells him like like what to specifically roll for is like he like made like he probably had like an interview with them about their character. So like mm -hmm. like he like it's like he's the type of being DM who knows more about the person's the, the player character's character than they do. Matt is just all vo voice and in world building. Desi, I think it's very only because I love this man, and it, it's torturing Oz. I can see it. You do know that man's name is Brennan, right? Brennan, not Brandon. 
Yeah, no, it's all good. I'm yeah. sure you know. I'm yes. just like, yes. it just, it's murder. You said Brandon, and then Brendan, and I've literally just been laughing so hard. I don't care that much. I just, I think it's really glad my camera was off because I was not, I was not doing a good job controlling my facial expressions. We fully yeah. understood. We fully understood that. We knew who you were talking I know. It just it happens. It, happens. it, it happens. was just like. No, it happens. It happens. I know it happens. No, it's okay. <laughs> It's only because we all fanboy over this man so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, what the fuck is up my eyes? Uh, I also think that of... he personally would be offended if he heard you say that he I... knows their the characters better than the people that are playing them and knows what they're going to do, because that's explicitly super not true. <laughs> and so many times they, like, hand him his ass on a platter, and he's like, well, I'll throw away half my shit, I guess, but we're gonna keep going. I only watched two episodes of Fantasy High. The long form I saw him do was the Calamity that he did is the way how he was playing all the characters there. So there was like, they would do certain things and all of a sudden Brendan would be able to react more. And they, they would sit there like, what the fuck? They thinking they getting one over in, on over him, but he's like, nah, this is what I know about your character. I'm doing this to you. And they just like, the fuck? And I'm like, I'm intrigued. I was like, all right, I need to finish Fantasy High to see how this is going through. Because there was one moment he was expecting Lou was playing the the jock elf to go over the table and then when he rolled what he rolled i was like just the look on his face was like so how you want to act this out that you uh just totally tripped over that you think he was going to jump over this um bench but you just totally he was like he was like do i have to he's like it's your character i'm like oh i'm gonna like this show i just like it's, i like it's the it's the back and forth like the sarcastic DM that knows his crew that they worked with together, and he's like, oh, I'm just gonna fuck with you through this whole thing, and you fuck up on your roll. Like, I, I you guys think... ever get like uh, TikTok sounds just like stuck in your head, you know, like like songs? Because I've had that nobody wants to hear about your birds, Brennan, like stuck in my head. <laughs> like, and then it's just like, <laughs> like, it's just that thing for the past like three fuck. It's just three days. It's just that just going through my head, and I'm just like, I'm just so glad I love this fucking shit because that would drive me up the wall. But I think, uh, Desi, if you if you haven't already seen them, I think you would really enjoy Adventuring Academy, um, uh, uh, Office Hours specifically. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that at all? Mm -mm. It's literally like. The D, it's literally the the behind the screen, Brennan talking about how he runs D and D, like what like he's learned, and interviewing other people and other players about their DMs and other DMs and, DMs and stuff. He has interviews with Matt, with Lou, with everyone on D twenty. He's got interviews yeah. with like a bunch of different people talking about like the actual like not just the mechanics, but how they prep, how they view things, how they handle situations, like. Like the 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 idea of the game and the spirit of it and how they try to interpret that in their own way and he straight up talks about that stuff. Okay. Like it is it is it's some of the stuff that honestly has informed me a lot as a DM, not in the way of like, hey, I should do it the way that he's talking about it, but more like, oh, like these are the kinds of things that that I have to think about and these are the kinds of things that shouldn't surprise me 
that that Mike like one of the biggest things that I've always said to you that I got from Adventuring Academy like absolutely that I got from Adventuring Academy was you'll never predict the players like that one like obviously it sounds obvious right. but when he goes in depth about it and like even he talks about you know the things that 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 he's experienced with players in his private games and stuff like that it's it's there is always those mo those oh shit what am i going to do as the dm to keep this moving moment okay. and like one of those moments that honestly informed me that i will never never fucking forget was you guys kidnapping the mayor and then getting in the fight with all the all the guards i never planned any of that and that's the first time i ever experienced like holy shit what am i gonna do to make this better after something like this like that 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 is one of those things where it's just like like it may it may seem like things are planned but all of it is how you stick the landing. Mm -hmm. It feels like it feels so much like I'm throwing stuff or I'm throwing stuff with me holding on to it, bungee jumping with no cord and praying that I fucking stick the landing. I always feel like it's um <laughs> my perspective you the DM, you you are like you you this like it's a roller coaster. You have we have the track, right? And then all of a sudden, your players is on the other side of the track, and they just fucking with the levers, and you're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Why?" Oh, it, you want to know? It's not even like that. It's like it's like I'm running the the roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm sitting behind the controls, and I'm trying to load people in the cars, and then I load them in the car, and then I send them up, and then when I look at the, as soon as they get out of my view. And I look at the security cameras, all of a sudden the car is empty. And then I look in the parking lot, and you guys are in the fucking car driving away to another theme park. I feel like the best way to describe this would be if we want to go with the, the train track um, analogy. ride analogy. Um, it would be Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where they're being chased on the track mm -hmm. and so you know you might think oh this is great but then they're jumping to a different track or the people behind them is a story point that the dm decided to try but then because they jump track then that story point falls off the fucking ledge um never to be seen again because the team decides to jump the fucking track um so imagine it more more like that, like Indiana Jones and Short Round just like hopping fucking tracks, doing whatever the fuck they can to survive while the DM is literally the tracks just trying to keep up with your plot points. It's and like then having to create new tracks for the choices you have made. I would like to posit an entirely different analogy. What's up? I feel like you are planning a public Easter egg hunt at a nearby park and then some people are coming in and they are like really, really determined that there is like hidden, like something buried in this park. Like they are not concerned about that. They are like absolutely certain that there is something really important buried somewhere in this park. That's exactly what it is. And it doesn't matter how many different signs there are that are like, 
today is the Easter egg day, and we've been trying to do Easter eggs. It's like, so obviously you want me to look for the Easter eggs instead of the cool thing? Yeah. You're trying to trick me? It's like, it's like... So I'm going to go look for the Easter eggs and then throw them out and dig where the Easter eggs were. And then be really fucking mad that there's nothing there. And then be like, what do you mean that Easter egg was cool? Or it, like, had money in it or something? Why would you put shit in an egg? Are you are you an idiot? Yeah. Have you met someone like that? Yeah, I feel that one. <laughs> I so, feel that to, one. Towards, towards the end, so there's a, there's a new analogy for you. <laughs> you You're rock pounding at an Easter egg hunt, Desi. You're searching for geodes at an Easter egg, Desi. And then sometimes there's like eggs that are like well in plate, like you can like very easy to find, but then you skip them um, because you're just thinking too hard about it, and you just miss. You miss. You're like it's too easy. It's probably booby trap. And then sometimes I and then you I, come back and they're like rotten, and you're like, what the fuck. And then sometimes I already know that you're going to look for geodes at the Easter egg hunt. So I do put Easter eggs in the ground. And then when you find them, you're like, what the fuck? It's just an egg. And it's like, yes, I had to put it there. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. How many more analogies for D&D can we do? <laughs> By the way, this isn't specifically... I know we're saying you... But that's only because you're the only player in the campaign here. Yeah. But absolutely, it's not just you. It is literally every person in the campaign. <laughs> it is absolutely every person. It doesn't matter which campaign. It's every campaign. It's every campaign. You know, like, like because that's the nature of it. Sometimes, sometimes it's like I put the Easter egg exactly where you tell me that you're going to look for it. And then when when you do the work of digging through it, and then find the Easter egg, you're like, this couldn't possibly be an Easter egg. You're trying to trick me. This is a this is a bomb, right? Fuck that. Where's the real one? <laughs> and Especially it's like, when it was like one of those cute ones that, you know, we took the time to like, uh, like half cut open and then put like cool stuff inside and then cover with like the paper mache on top to be like, yeah, it's beautiful. And then it's just like, Casually thrown aside, and we're like, "Well, goodbye, goodbye." Some days, some days, you start the Easter egg hunt, and nobody shows up, and then you're like, "Was anybody gonna come to the Easter egg hunt?" And they're like, "Oh shit! I thought you said that the Easter egg hunt was tomorrow." The title of this episode uh -oh. will be D and D metaphors. Huh? The title of this episode would be D&D &D Metaphors. D&D &D Metaphors isn't bad. But let's get back to the main topic of this episode, food. That we have not touched on literally at all. Nope. <laughs> what did you want us to fucking talk about, Desi? So sorry. What were your rails? What were your rails for this session? Did How did that go? Oh, yeah. This is very similar, <laughs> actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, my what God. What are we on right now? We're on the track of every American is about to get railed by DoorDash. If no. you, if anyone, did, oh, you did not read anyone. No one did not read the article. Awesome. So, well, one did. Thank you. You get a gold <laughs> star. Um, there was a DoorDash glitch over the weekend, um, and over it was. <clears throat> excuse me. 
which resulted in uh, hundreds of free food orders. Mm. And now those people are going to have to pay for them. Oh, yeah. So I mean, that makes sense. This is from Magical.com. Why have we, you know what? Um, I feel like just take the L. You're such a huge company. Just take the L, man. Here's the thing, though. The people should be taking the L. If, if this literally shows that you're not being charged, I wouldn't even fucking risk it. Well, here's an important question. Did the drivers still get paid for those? No. Okay, that's the thing. That's fucked. Yeah, drivers that's are fucked. not drivers not being paid for it, nor being tipped for the people who are ordering thousands of dollars worth of alcohol yeah, and food. No. Yeah, no. They got it. Yeah. That's where yeah, that, that's, that's a where messy. For me. That's a messy bitch. Like, what in the fuck? There's um, laws in place where it's like, I can't remember like technically what they're called, but it's basically sort of like uh, good faith type laws. So like there is wiggle room for companies if they do a mistake like this to like be able to then either like say cancel the orders or then demand payment because uh, people could reasonably assume that they did not mean to make uh, this stuff free, and the whole reason I know that is because some dumb bitch back in Think Geek days um, fucked up a sale when the t-shirts were only supposed to be $15, and she made everything in the store $15. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, this is the story about the, that employee who fucked up? Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, there's many stories like that in those days. Those were... Dark days. I really um, miss Think Geek. <laughs> as, yeah. a, as a consumer. Um, another thing. Um, uh, so yeah, we, we canceled so many orders that day. We had so many people pissed. Mind you, this wasn't like the Think Geek website. This was like their video game section. Like the part uh, I worked at. So not as huge as if like Think Geek itself actually fucked up. But um, even though we were like the official stores for video game companies, that was still a huge fuck up. Um, thinking so yeah, <laughs> it's thinking by GameStop, yeah. Um, oh, oh. I, I'm realizing we're, this is an audio podcast only, and I'm air quoting. <laughs> I feel like people could hear those air quotes, though. Yeah. That's right. Um, it's like tone is like you can hear the telesize. Um, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like I learned today, it's all about tone, yeah. So, anyway, that sucked for me because I had to deal with all the angry gamers pissed that they couldn't get a $350 was it $550 snowboard something like that uh, for $15 Yo, I miss I miss the days when GameStop PowerPoints actually had physical rewards oh my god yeah. you guys remember the promotion they did where like you could get a physical Lancer from like Gears of War mm. like a full replica of Lancer I got a goddamn Plants vs. Zombies beanie I got a I got a, a a poster that I gotta hang back up. That's like all it was all heroes poster. It was like a long one that had like all the major video game characters circa two thousand nine. I was so mad because I wanted the um uh it was for Skyrim and they had like a bronze looking like uh dragonborn statue. Like this thing was massive. Like fucking easily like eight to ten feet tall 
Remember um, when pre-orders would actually give you physical statues? And then, like, so many people were like, can I keep that until you go? And we're like, no, sorry, you can't have it. But I'm like, no, but for, like, behind the scenes, I'd be like, can I take that? And our store manager was like, no, we literally have to destroy it. And I'm like, but you could say you destroyed it. It's not going to fit in my car, but I'll, I'll find a way to take it. And then he, he was a dick, and he said no. Oh, and then I walked in one day seeing his feet hanging back out of the dumpster, and I cried. What? Oh, damn. It's uh, yeah, it's illegal to take anything off a company property in the trash can. Oh, wait, you're talking about the thing, not your manager, right? I mean, I would have thrown him into the dumpster, yeah. but yeah, it was the statue. Okay, yeah, because for a quick you second... You realize how alarming... Okay, that one I also was entirely... We were on the same page with that one. That sounded no, extremely so alarming. And then the next... Like, it, a couple weeks like... later, I went and I found my manager dismembered in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Straight up, I was like, like... Yo, did someone, like, murder your manager in gang violence and leave him in the dumpster out back or some shit? It he like, was kind of a dick. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't help with me saying, yeah, it's illegal just to, you know, take things out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, 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 what? You could hear the like, quotations when he said illegal. Fine, but <laughs> it was purge day. It was fine. So it was it technically it was purge day. It was, it was twenty twelve purge. You know, like it was um... all the rage those days. <laughs> Like, you remember the early purges, you know, everybody, like, killed their bosses. It was all the thing. Now it's yeah. killing nanny. You know, we do need the purge, people, because I'm like, I'm still, look, this article, man, they overworked these people who work in these restaurants who are already overworked. Ordering all this shit, not paying for these um, these delivery drivers. Like, and on top of that, there was a, a small, little, small little caveat rant. The only reason why this got blown up because people snitching online. This is the one thing I hate about social media. Well, there's multitudes of things I hate about social media. If there's a come up, quit posting it online. Well, because that's the thing. Like, I literally, I, I, I spend hours watching YouTube videos about dumb criminals who just post their own crimes online. Like, like God, yeah. Like, did it? Did it even really happen? If you didn't post it to Facebook, bro, did did you really rob that guy? If you didn't steal his phone and post from his own Facebook, being like, "Ha, got you, bitch." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people do stupid shit and t and like call themselves out all the fucking time. Like, yeah. I remember someone was like, there was a like a GameStop. Like, this is right around time Twitter's getting like blowing up. I forgot what fucking deal GameStop was doing, but it was like word of mouth type of thing. Like, it was like if you know someone, they'll tell you, and you just go and do it. No, they go on Twitter, post that shit. Everybody's doing it. What Twitter find? Go GameStop finds out and nips that shit in the butt. Yo, I'm so happy I never like of all the social medias I never got super into Twitter. Like I have my Twitter. And I do use it once in a while just to keep up with, like, certain, like, uh, YouTubers and streamers that I like. And, like, but the thing is, it's, like, every single time I ever hear about Twitter, I've never heard about a positive interaction on Twitter. Oh, TikTok is right up there. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. I'm not saying TikTok is good. Oh, no, I'm just But saying. you have to understand that Twitter is, oh, yeah. like, tech. I think Twitter is the closest there's like literally no good social media platform thank you yeah there's literally none there's literally none but twitter is a very specific blend of 
online internet culture that has either people who are artists that are trying to get themselves promoted, which is great because it does provide a good platform for that. A lot of artists are on Twitter. But at the same time, it's like it like every other person that uses Twitter is someone who really does not need to tweet. Like, and I don't mean like, oh, you shouldn't be talking. I just mean like people use Twitter in the specific way of like, this is a a this is a electronic resource that I can just say whatever the hell I want because this is what that's for. When it's Please. technically not, it's not for that. And what it it's like people use it as like a hey because this is supposed to be a space where I can say whatever I want. No one's allowed to say anything to me. Everyone, please just remember before you go praising this asset any more than you are. Uh, Elon Musk tweeted out anti-Semitic stuff comparing Justin Trudeau to Hitler. So <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of stuff on Twitter, uh, and that didn't get him banned. Oh, yeah, and it, now it's definitely not going to get him banned. But also, that like, just that he can casually throw out a billion dollars to get out of a deal, he off the cuff. He's like, said, yeah, my Twitter. Oh, you like, know what? Fuck it, I don't need that anymore. Here's a billion. Never mind. How the, f how the fuck can people still think there's nothing wrong with this world? Like. They, Yo, people talk about that's the, why does why does it happen where everybody talks about like when celebrities or people come up right and they get famous and they get money they're like damn they turn into assholes and for the most part you're not wrong like most people that that happens to objectively are assholes when you look at them in a societal context <laughs> so why is it that nobody thinks that's the same case when you're uber rich like why is it when, yeah. when they look at celebrity when they look at celebrities who are making you know under five mil? Like honestly, not like like most celebrities don't. When you have compare millions to billions, the human mind yeah. literally cannot grasp. You need like visual metaphors yeah. to yeah. understand. When you, yeah, when you exactly when you compare someone who's got less than ten mil versus people who are fighting over hundreds of billions of dollars and literally controlling like you said that just have a random billion to throw away to make a problem go away like like you can't like those are the kinds of people that understand what amount of money they actually have because anybody who has money tells you hey if you have a million dollars you don't have enough money to go buy a five hundred thousand dollar car like yeah. you don't. right like that's not the way that that works you don't just buy it like, if you have a million dollars, you can buy, like, a $50,000 car and understand what that really means. So if you have the money to literally be like, I can throw away a billion and be fine, and there's no way in fucking hell that those people are not even, even if they're not personally smart enough, like, financially smart enough to surround themselves with the people who know how to protect their money and interests like that and not let them overinvest. So the fact that he can just fucking throw away that billion, and even if it's not like throwing it away, it's like when you compare that, how do you not think that they are corrupted in some way, shape, or form when you already think of that to someone who is not even a tenth of that scale? 
Yeah. Like, there are people that really truly believe that, like, he's worked to get his money. What do you mean? He... (laughs) (laughs) Like, you just willfully ignore facts, bro. (laughs) He's the son of an oil contractor, right? Was it oil? No, emerald mine. South Africa that uses slave labor. (laughs) That's what it was, yeah. It's like, no, literally his money is... And he's like, like, the story he told... About, like, when he was a kid and he would steal, like, the emeralds and the sapphires and put them in his pockets from his parents to just go to school. Like, that, like, that would make him endearing to us. Like, look, see, he's just a regular person. He steals fucking emeralds and sapphires just like the rest of us. Like, the fuck? The actual fuck? This was a man, and this is this is on. I don't know if anybody did, did if anybody saw like. I mean, I know some people, but like the thing where he's talking about. Um, I think he's talking to Joe Rogan, and he's talking about like the the the. I just want to make rocket a note. design, right the quick, rocket booster design. Right quick, mm-hmm. right quick. I want to make a note. We have been on. We've been doing this podcast for close to three years. Mm-hmm. We this will be the first time Joe Rogan and Elon Musk have ever been name dropped on this goddamn podcast. It's probably really? it's not. Oh, I, I feel like that's... no, it's not. When we talked about Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, yes, maybe. When we talk about Iron, Iron Man two, and I, I, I have I have to pull that episode up. We actively not talked about Elon Musk's cameo in Iron Man two. We literally skipped over that and went right into oh, the. Yeah, but that was literally. <laughs> no, I know, but like we've had like our little random tangents like this before so yeah there's we've talked about him gotta be there somewhere but yeah um what was i saying um the rocket car talking about the rocket oh yeah there's literally there's literally an interview that he did where he's talking about the rocket and how like like even though it's one of those things where where it's not a big deal in the long run when you hear how he talks about it it's like very alarming when you really try to analyze it because he's talking to Joe Rogan about like the sh- the nose cone shape of the of the rocket booster, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we literally changed the shape of the booster because of the movie The Dictator, because they made a joke about like how when it was dome shaped, it looked like a penis, so we made it more pointy." And I thought that was hilarious. So I that we literally did that, and they're like, "Oh well, does it make a difference on like the rocket?" He goes, "Literally." I think it's less than a 0.15% difference, but theoretically, it's technically worse for the rocket. Wow. You know, he's spent I mean, so much money lobbying to change the definition of owner, or, f- like, founder, so that he could claim he was founder of Tesla. Oh my god, I know, like, that shit. Just. Because that's the thing, if you have enough money... You are the victor. You get to write the history. And if he if he somehow figured out how to do that and started calling himself the founder of Tesla, how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, would think he's the founder? Even though yeah. anybody who looks into it would be like, no, he didn't found Tesla. He Yeah, but Tesla. for the most part, people don't look into it. <laughs> yeah. People don't look into it. They just see founder and they're like, oh, he founded Tesla. One of my friends said that and I'm like, he did not do that. He's like, yes, he did. Of course, no, he of bought it. So he... Um, and I was like, no, he bought it. And I'm like, you know what's my favorite thing is there's been a collection of tweets of just like the mul- different times that like, uh, I 
people actually forget or pretend to forget what a Tesla dude, like, drives. And it's like, you know, that white sedan or, like, that white little Toyota or that white Prius. And they, like, combust. They get so fucking mad. (laughs) (laughs) You talk to a Tesla bro and don't understand what a Tesla is or refuse to understand what it is, they get so heated. Yeah, and it, it just brings me a lot of joy. I joked with one of my friends, uh, the one that has, like, the really nice uh, D&D setup. Because, um, of course, he bought a fucking Tesla. And I'm like, you do know this brings you down, like, 15 fucking points for me, right, bro? Like, at least. And he's like, I do, and I'll I'll take it. It's like, yo, if you want to be efficient, <laughs> get an electric freezer, a Volt or something. Like, they're cheap. Well, it's so funny, because his wife drives a fucking Leaf. So like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the hell is a leaf? There you go. It's a Nissan. Nissan's electric. Oh. What is it? I I signed. No, it's a, it's a literal leaf. leaf. It's a maple leaf. Uh, yeah. and she put some wheels it's on it. <laughs> like that little worm that drives an apple. <laughs> oh, like the um, town of scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not, I went on YouTube look at old Nicktoons uh, shorts. I was like, ah, uh, these were the days. I forgot about Nicktoons, and then Nick I saw... Nick Jr. <laughs> Yo, for real. I forgot about a lot of that stuff until I, I got into this channel, and I'm blanking on the name right now, but I got into this channel on YouTube that was, like, uh, going back and reanalyzing, like, a lot of the old... Um, I'm realizing right now a lot of the stuff I like watching is analysis videos. But it's like <laughs> analyzing the old, yep. old video essay style stuff of um, like all the cartoons that I grew up with on like Nickelodeon and Disney and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's uh, like I, re- I initially got down this ra- rabbit hole because of uh, the, the, the Victorious documentaries. <laughs> Which if you don't know... There's a guy on YouTube. Really, it's really good. It's surprisingly really good. Really good. It's really good. There's it's so, mad, so many hours. There's this mad lad who made a video essay documentary breaking down every episode of Victorious. And it's in two parts. The first video is over five hours long. And the second one is... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The first one's over nine. And the second one's over five. Jesus. What, what is the view count on this? Uh, I'm... It's almost a million, I think? Or is it over a million? Oh, is it? Hold on, I can I can look this up. Oh my god, what's her fucking... Is it Jenny... Jenny Nicholson? Is that her name? Like, adorable Yo, little... Dan Schneider. Head. Fuck that guy. Oh yeah. But Dan everybody Schneider. knows about that by now, I hope. Uh, no. Oh my god, okay. No, okay, it's Dan, Dan Schneider. Sh- as in like for the... a couple different things. Was he the... Was he part of, um... Degrassi? The... No, um... God. Okay, so the, what, the is it the, the the trailers, honest trailer, like that Dan Schneider or no, 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 no. The 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 Dan Schneider like beh- uh, producer behind a lot of Nickelodeon shows of like that Dan Carly, Schneider, that Dan Schneider. Oh, okay. yeah, Cat. I remember him as the foot guy. Yeah, um, yeah. that's one of them. Yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. But, it, but he's bad. I found it. The first video essay, the first part of it. It's Quentin Reviews. It was posted eight months ago, and it's five and a half hours long. And yeah, we've fully watched it. Uh, five and a half hours long. Um, and it's sitting at 
It came out eight months ago. It's sitting at 5.9 million views. I wonder how many people finished it, though. So there's that. And then the second part is eight hours, four months ago, 4.2 million views. It has to be people probably break it up into parts. That's probably why. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. There's no way you watch that in one sitting. Like, I'm pretty sure we watched the first one, what, over like three, I think. Yeah, because like, for me in context, uh, I think Critical Role's longest episode was when they went against Vecna. I yeah. had to I had to break that up into two days because I was like I'm not gonna sit here and watch the whole thing for five hours. Yeah, straight. it's a very intri like, man, I miss video essays. Like I know people still do them, but I miss the popularity of it on YouTube because I, I straight up I was They're so into so it. Good. I still land. watch um I watch gamers. They um do their rise and fall videos. Um, uh, damn it, it's that channel that um did you know gaming? They still got. The oh movie. yeah, I follow them. They still. They're I still watched one video essay the other day about the TV show Dinosaurs, which I had completely forgotten about. I, um, I, I oh my one. god! Yeah, the live action one. Yeah, yeah, I with the little like puppets and stuff. Because yeah. I like loved that show, and so I do remember it. But it's like you know, it's one of those things like where you're then reminded of it, like all the core memories unlock, and you're like, "Whoa!" What happened? Um, the I remember the dino- dinosaur show is the depressing. Uh, all I said was depressing. I mean, yeah, but that was favorite... enough to say don't. <laughs> that was that was around the same time as like Alf, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is uh, available to watch uh, on Disney Plus, um, uh, if you guys want to. But it's it's so dang good. And then the video essay I was watching um, just reminded me like so much about it because it's basically like almost like um a Simpsons meets like Married with Children type vibes. Yeah. Um. And this guy was like, I hesitate to call it, like, anti-capitalistic. He's like, but, you know, all you have to do is showcase, like, show a mirror up to capitalism and people will call it anti-capitalistic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the uh, so, the yeah. wonderful images from Dinosaurs, the show. Oh, I'm aware. I just, yeah, no. Oh, my God. Is this, like, where, uh, uh, was it... Where BJ and Baby Bot from uh, Barney came from, or something? <laughs> You're like cousins, right? <laughs> All dinosaurs are cousins somehow, right? That's how that works. Oh, did you hear about the um, totally the the dude who was Barney? What he's doing now? No, and I'm afraid about what you're about to tell me. Does the dude from Barney have an OnlyFans? He is a tantric. <laughs> or is he doing fifteen to twenty? No. What was that? Tantric what? Sex coach. <laughs> so I was, I was closest. Fantastic. Good for him, man. It's always. Why is it always people who do children's television and sex things? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> how much movement are you going to get in that giant suit anyway? So, like. I mean, he definitely had to learn endurance, I feel like, being in that suit. Yep. <laughs> One of, I still love that. Was it Death to Smoochie? I have not what? seen. I have not seen it's, it. Um, that movie. It was. I think it was Robin Williams and um, Edward Norton. Is Michi? That's what you said. That's a smoochie, and it's. Was it Michelle Gondry? I think. 
Benny, are you short circuiting from that? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it Michelle Gondry who did, who directed that one? I don't remember. I don't oh. know. <laughs> she can Google it. Um, but it was a great little satirical take on fucking Barney. And I just remember when he held up the cookies and he's like, the rockets. Well, <laughs> and then Robin Williams comes out screaming and ranting. He's like, no, they're dicks. It's penises. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think I said this last episode, last last podcast. Um so I so I watched Junior for the first time. Oh God, oh, yeah! yeah. You place. didn't tell us about like, please. Yo, okay, so mm-hmm. I so I went mm-hmm. to a viewing party for Junior. That was that was interesting. Um, How high were you guys watching very, this? Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Is actually, it... wait a minute. Wait a minute. Other way around. No, we weren't high. We were drunk. <gasps> Ooh, okay. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, we actually were not smoking. Um, but oh my god, the the okay. I don't know if it qualifies as one of those movies that's so bad it's good, or if it's just bad and good mm. to make fun of. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the whole, just the whole premise. Like, I already knew that. Like, obviously from the title, Arnold Schwarzenegger was gonna get pregnant. I didn't. I was like, okay, cool. So it's like they're scientists or whatever, I guess, right? And I, what I didn't expect was the beginning narrative of like, oh yeah, no, you're not gonna go to term or anything like that. It's fine. Like we'll just do it for like a month just to get data, and we're fine. And it's like, oh, okay. And then Arnold being like, I want to keep it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you do not understand the bond I have with this. I was like, no, <laughs> all right, go off, Arnold. And I think one of my like abs- like the be- I don't know how this is not the greatest Arnold action line when he shoves a a science director of a college into a into a petri like like holder or into like a into like a, a metal rack or something and he pushes over because they're like they've discovered him and they want to take him for for testing and and lab stuff right I don't know how this isn't like the best line that Arnold's ever put he pushes the guy and he's like. It's my body. It's my choice. I was like, yo, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Holy fuck. I honestly have forgotten so much of that movie just because it was like a one and done. I was like, I don't. I don't ever need to see this again. For the love of God, it's also just reinforced my love for Emma Thompson. Just absolutely amazing in everything she does. Except it was it wasn't only me who noticed this in when we were watching it, but it was like the thing of like, why is it? I didn't even realize this was a trope, but I realized that it's a trope, right? What is it with like the quote unquote shy, frizzy haired glasses, like like lab tech or or smart woman that is always mm-hmm. clumsy? Yeah, Where it's like somehow like every fucking scene. It like the comedy is oh I'm a ditz I fell into something or I arrived here and I fell over or I broke something on accident. It's like why is that always the I I realized that obviously that's a trope, but I hadn't noticed it until I saw that. For the last minute, I just realized yeah. I was on fucking mute. Oh god damn it! Mm. <laughs> oh damn! Nice. I like Emma Thompson. There you go. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma by Thompson. Far. Yeah. She has a movie. No. I think it's already out. Um, 
from my take on looking at the trailer, body positivity. But in terms Hulu. Of, I think it's on Hulu. I don't know if it is. But I know I, Bob's Burgers. I, is, I, I definitively stated it is on Hulu. Because okay. it is definitively okay. on Hulu. Speaking of definitively, since we're on this derailment. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to be talking about food today, bro. No, we're not. Um, I was I caught up on a good, bad movie. It's not a bad, bad movie, but it's not a good, good movie. It's a good, bad movie. Jason Momoa's mm-hmm. Conan, the Barbar- Conan the Barbarian. I thought it was actually decent. Oz found the still. <laughs> Oz found the still of Arnold. And then uh, 47 Ronin. Uh, Keanu Reeves, 47 Ronin. Nice. I honestly, if I had a gun to my head, I do not know which one of those I would choose if I had to be forced to like pick one because they are both not great. That's why I said they're they're good bad movies. Not bad bad, but good bad. Why do I and and please please tell me that obviously uh, obviously it's because of YAs most likely. But why is it that I always categorize or group together like Sarah Ronan? Um, so and sure. of course, I had four names in my head, and of course, I lose them as soon as I start talking. Um, her, Haley Atwell, uh, um, from Divergent, and Jennifer Lawrence and shit. Like for some reason, there's like four or five actresses that first like I just always group them together, and I think it's o- only just because of YA movies. Um. I, lo- I love it. I love it a lot. Um, oh, it's um, actually on. She was on Colbert Report. It's Sersha. It's not. It's Sersha Ronan. Sersha, like Sersha, like inertia. Sersha. Okay. I've never known how to pronounce it. I've only ever seen it written. Yeah, they had like a great segment of her talking about Irish names. And I think I can't even remember the one he ends with, but he's just like, "fuck you." Yeah, it, like, it ble- like the one time I was on the Colbert, like watching Colbert on uh, on YouTube, like the rebroadcasting, and he was like, "Wow, they actually bleeped them on this one." I I actually like Colbert. I still like watching Colbert. He's good, but yeah, Seth Meyers is still my favorite. Amber Ruffin, thanks to Benny. Yay, she's great too. I really, I think you should, but you should really like just Google like Seth Meyers and bees to watch his bees segment because it is like the most hilarious, unhinged, I'm just segment ever. I am not from the Midwest, but for some reason, I always lose it whenever I hear Seth Meyers go "da bears." Yes. Like, because for some reason, it just always hits. And now he started using that for Mike Lindell, and it always. Oh my God, him. his oh, Mike I... Lindell impression just cracks me up. <laughs> what? No, I'm not gonna talk I think about that's that. as much politics as I feel comfortable to touch from today. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to talk about Maya Rudolph. Every time I talk about Maya Rudolph, I just start laughing uncontrollably on this goddamn podcast. I'm no, but Maya that. Rudolph is so good, though. She every... is. Great. And she got a second... Every SNL bit. Everyone. She... And she just and it's announced today on Variety. She's getting a second season on her show, Loot. 
Awesome. I know her from so many, like, I, obviously, I'm not very good with celebrity names, but I know her from so many more things than William, and whenever we see her, he only just goes, <gasps> it's the judge from Good Place! I was gonna say, like, her judge time, is a good That's the place. only thing like, he knows oh. her from. Oh, oh gosh, she's in so many amazing things, like, mm. her fucking, when she was in Idiocracy, like. You know that thing of, like, like, that we were talking about the other day of like when you live in LA you're never more than like one or two people away from someone yep mm-hmm. so apparently apparently I know a guy who went to the same uh like in like uh improv college as Maya Rudolph and like knows her personally apparently what, Damn, that's what, cool. what pisses me off the one day I, wa- I was gonna go to our bar but I couldn't because my brother was sick Jen was like oh I told Mar- Maya Rudolph about you because you were a big fan of hers and I was like Yo, that's exactly the person who I was talking about that, like, I've met through our bar. I was like, what in the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, she was at our bar. I was like, that does not help me that yet. Yeah, like, like, yeah, you you told him my friend Desi is a big fan of yours. I'm like, oh, my God, I met, I, I briefly, briefly at our bar met, uh, what's his name? The dude, uh, this one guy from, um, from Orange is the New Black. I can't remember his fucking name. He's one of the guards. Porn stash? I think it's porn stash. The one who's playing currently playing Master Chief. Yo, his I mind. didn't make that connection. See, <laughs> his mind is fucking blown. He straight up didn't make that connection. Yo, what? Yeah. I straight up heard the gears in your head screech. Oh, I wish he was on YouTube right now. Just the, the the look of realization, like, what in the fuck? He like straight up. I did not fucking make that connection. Yeah, he literally. I was. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fuck. Fuck damn it! Yeah. God damn it! He did that it. means I met the Master Chief, but I don't even like the show. God damn it! He did. I it. don't know how to feel about that. He did an interview. I mean, you could split hairs and be like, technically, he's not the Master Chief because you know, Master Chief is one from the video games. Right. You're right. You're right. I would be so much more impressed if I met the the actual like. Yeah. Put those hairs. Get back to comfort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do what Benny says. It's what Republicans do all the time. It's fine. Literally. Yeah. Use praise Jesus. Let's pray every every time there's a, a fucking mass shooting. I can't pray this away. Okay. <laughs> nope. There's no praying that stash away, son. Mm-hmm. He actually um, thanked. Um, oh my god, I forgot her name. Uh, who created uh, um, Orange is the New Black and Weeds? He was like, he was on the verge of quitting. Until he was offered to be porn stash. Yo, Weeds was so good too. That was a good show. I felt like going towards the end. I was like, when we got to the, you know, I'm not gonna spoil Weeds for just anyone who didn't have seen the show. I, I already fucked up last Weeds week. If you haven't watched Weeds, it's on. It's on Netflix. Absolutely, give it some time. It's it's one of those shows from the early thousands that really is worth it. It's it's. I would Plus, say it's only it's, gonna be a matter of time before it gets a reboot, just like every other fucking episode. Yeah. Like, why do I feel like Weeds was a little bit more comedy centric, less drama, um, uh, um, shameless? Yeah, I think I they like-, like realized, and I mean, I know we've like touched on this before in one of our our flag means death, but it's like the drama that comes out during a comedy show hits that much harder than like drama in a drama like 
drama is still drama, but like if it's you're watching a comedy, it's one of those things that humans just like to pair the opposites together. It's the same with food. It's the same with what we consider complementary colors. Yes. It's there's, there's a reason with media. Everything that some people consider to be opposite, like I was talking to William, and he considers horror and comedy to be opposite, and I'm like, that's so funny because I laugh when I get scared. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I consider them very linked. And he's yeah. like, I think they're exact opposites. Like for me, it's, so. it was the episode of Living Single where they was um they get broke they get broke their home get broken into and like Overlane it is like a serious issue, but it's playing for last and then it gets to the end of the episode. The house get broken into again and then it was like the the, the cop um Max, she was like, The cops ain't gonna help you look like, what the house down the street, the old man just got shot and it was like and just the episode just ends it's like this is the like the realization like this shit's gonna keep on happening. Yep. And I was like, fuck. I was like, well, yeah. There's, comedy, comedy when it do drama can definitely hit. There's a there's a reason that even like you know in the Victorian era and stuff, it was the com- the the masks of comedy and tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's like like that link is there inherently, and I think that's one of those things of like when you look at certain comedians, not every comedian. But but when you look at certain comedians and, like, the interviews of what they talk like and, like, the things that they've been through in their life, most of them have been through fucked up shit. And it's one of those things where it's, like, it, a lot of people attribute it to a developing defense mechanism. And that is true for a lot of people. But I think regardless of whether it's a defense mechanism for you or not, it is an inherently human thing to to not only pair like extreme joy with extreme sadness but personally i believe that those things are linked because a lot like yin and yang those two specific feelings cannot exist without each other in my mind like you cannot be overly joyous or overly laughing if you do not understand the extreme opposite of that because you like your mind literally understands the difference between it. It's like if you've never had something bad happen in your life, congratulations, that's a great thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if you've never had like a major issue happen in your life or like a major upheaval of something in your life that's caused you to go through some kind of tragedy in something, most of those people are some of the unfunniest motherfuckers I've ever met because they don't because they're like, "Well, why why do I need to laugh? Everything's already okay." And that's what awesome. that's exactly what I mean. Plus, of like, comedy the relies so much on the unexpected. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like when you live through some topsy turvy shit, that like, yeah, when you write it, like, do you know how many people I've talked to that are like, I swear I'm not lying, this actually happened to me. And yeah. you just like so many people when you talk to in real life, be like, that does sound ridiculous, but also like, it fucking happens, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I think I literally went on a whole tangent talking to you about like my cousin's wedding of how like entirety. How it, how much it felt like a novella because of how dramatic and like horrible it was. But in my mind, that shit was the funniest thing ever. Exactly, because <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> you know, like it has to be That's funny, or else that shit fucking sucked. And it's like, you what's the funnier way to funny. tell this story? I brought it back around. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, I connected those dots. <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking of a story. Um, former coworker, we was all in the same class, sitting in the back row. They were the only one paying attention in class. The professor is looking at the board, doing their work. Me, 
and my buddy Freddie just snuck right out of class and was like on our way to go to fucking lunch. And all of a sudden we hear, you motherfuckers, man, you left me in class alone. (laughs) (laughs) We just fucking left. You know you're gonna fail the class. We like we already fucking never failed it. That's why we uh, left. I remember. I remember once, uh, like, two of my friends and I from health class decided, like, as soon as the health class switched from like the the lecture portion to the gym portion, mm-hmm. we were like, all right, cool. We're gonna go sign in in the gym and walk right out and go get sushi. <laughs> hey, we walked to the sushi spot. Okay. Hey, 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 that, that's the guy. Hey, this guy, you, you worked for your food. There you go. You worked. And then it. we had to walk back to sign out. You know what I mean? You know how many muscles you got to work to hold them chopsticks? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, come it's, on. it's dexterous control. It's fine motor mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it counts. Like, There's a oh, bunch man. of funny stories. Like, it's, it's like, is that is that what y'all was saying? It's like, those stories you can only tell with friends or like in this in this space and you're just gonna laugh because it's funny embarrassing stories you know just gonna gonna laugh like like you know the dark humor Mm -hmm. like you go through some shit with some people or whatever like you guys really could either just come out like fucking broken or just crack jokes about it like for that dark humor literally one of my favorite jokes and it is it's always dark because it literally involves my life but it makes me laugh every time i tell it it's it's just that thing of like like i always get people talking about like oh yeah like vacations or something like that right i'm like man i really need to take a cruise and they're like you ever been on a cruise i'm like well you know once but it was kind of a shipwreck because my parents marriage sank because they got divorced (laughs) on the cruise some for some reason for some reason my dad thought it was a good idea to do it on a cruise oh that's mm. which i've shared my opinion on why there are multiple reasons that's the worst decision yeah wow please okay i feel like you need to tell us at what point in the cruise this was like how long of a cruise and what i know I'm like, just this is like story time, bro. Now, it's a little difficult for me of a story time because also this, or difficult not in like, oh, it's personal and it like upheaves things. Difficult as in I don't really remember all the details because I was like four. Okay. Okay. Mm, Okay. That makes sense. But what I do remember was it was definitely not the last night. And I remember. What is it with like dads on vacation just having the dumbest fucking ideas? I think what it is... It's on vacation are literally a different breed. I don't know. It's an entirely different switch in their brain. I feel like it makes them start thinking about a bunch of crazy shit, and then that's why it happens. That's but, like, like, I understand why, but it's also, like, why are you like this? Yeah, it's not about, it's not about like, oh, hey, uh, uh, this seems like a good time. It's more like, hey, I'm on vacation. I could be enjoying this more. Why am I not enjoying it? Because there's a burning question. And I never talk about my feelings, so I'm just going to internalize it. But now that I'm here and relaxed and there's not the external stimulus of work or other things that are constantly occupying my daily life, that I'm forced to think about the things that make me unhappy. You, you fucking bitch. (laughs) 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 I think that's the thought process. Uh, I'm at the Yeah, I was going to ask, but I was like, is that the the DM? That's the the DM just... Yeah. DM just showed up. Yeah, like... 
I'm gonna have to That's live like a good DM monologue right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm gonna have to live vicariously from y'all because one, I don't know the meaning of the word vacation. <laughs> Two, me and my pops never went here here's one good story I can say. It's not even a good story, it's a fucked up one. Literally a week out of the fucking hospital, my first knee surgery. I have this giant ass fucking metal rod sticking out of my goddamn leg. Damn. Instead of just letting me wheelchill my own ass in the house, my pop's like, no, I got this. And what does he do? He pops the wheelchair and I come tumbly out the fucking wheelchair. He's like, and then you know what he does? He doesn't go like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, see, he does you did this, you did this on yourself. <laughs> you see, you see you that couldn't literally stand? Of course you threw yourself out the chair. The first thing I did was I was like, I forgot who he was. And where I came from, I just—I treat him like another person on the street. I'm not gonna recite the words that I said because I'm not—I'm not using my one on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say I use—I didn't use the GA. I used the ER. I was gonna say I have a feeling that it wasn't even just one. <laughs> oh, I was Uncle Ruckus before Uncle Ruckus was a thing. <laughs> Yo, there was. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that shit's fucking funny. I'm, I'm sorry that it is, but it's fucking funny. Because I'm like, I'm like, where? You know, I remember getting in the house, taking a giant ass pain pill, and I just started laughing. I'm like, where in your thought process, man? Where is my fucking fault? Like, like really? I just remember. I feel like they really don't think it is literally the toddler brain of, I didn't do it. And then yeah. you literally didn't think it through, and then they get so mad that you call it on. Oh yeah. All the water. Oh yeah. Because it's like when they when they realize that they said something stupid and childish, and that they're not the only one who realized it, they're like, "How dare you call me out on it? I'm never stupid and childish, except for that one time that I absolutely did it right now. But I'm never gonna acknowledge it, and except for all those other times that I've already actively repressed." Man, <laughs> I'm so glad that like. Not the only one with shitty fucking parents. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Semi, <laughs> semi related to comedy in dark times and uh, and hospital stuff. <clears throat> um, you want to hear something about like while well, my mom got her foot surgery? It was kind of funny. Oh god, oh, I know this one. It's not even. It's not even a big thing. But like, so so what had happened was, uh, my mom broke her foot, and it was pretty bad. Like. Like, when I say broke her foot, I mean, like, she broke her, her, mm. she, she broke mm. the two bones that mm. connect her foot to her leg. Mm. And it was, like, gone. So, uh, um, Is anyone else getting flashbacks to, you know, when they caught it on camera, that yeah. basketball player? Yeah. Yeah. Because they had moved the net, like, too close. It was like that. <laughs> it was like that. Um... So, so there was a moment, right, where like there. So my mom's on heavily on morphine the whole time she's in the hospital, up until after the surgery. <laughs> so she's on heavy morphine, and like there's a whole point. Like this isn't important to the story; it just made me laugh. There's a whole point where she's just like, "Ow, ow," I'm like, <laughs> and like she's asking it like a question out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like ow? Like is that a question? <laughs> this is all in Spanish, and she's like, "Yeah." Because they're giving me meds, but it still hurts. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, could you imagine if you didn't have meds right now? Oh. <laughs> but not the point, not the point. Um, Ow. 
<laughs> so they decide that they need to give my mom like a like a like a like a bar in her foot to like not only like literally drill her foot back, but to like give it time mm. and structure to like oh. fully heal and all that. Oh, the record, anybody else's the ankle hurt? Yeah. For the record, yeah. my mom, my mom is fully recovered. She is, <sighs> and she fully recovered. I shit you not. In four months. A oh, fuck. Back to walking completely normally. What? Willpower. I shit you the fuck not. She did not even go to physical therapy, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Willpower. I was like, "Yo, if that's the most evidence I've ever had that God is real." Legitimately, <laughs> like, it's the most compelling case. Because I was like, yo, they told me that she was straight up going to need, uh, 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 like, rehab. Not rehab, <laughs> but, like, like what, whatever it's called. The, the physical yeah, therapy. Yeah, physical therapy. Like, she's going to need that for, like, six months, and then she might be walking normally within a year, is what they said. And then straight up, my mom's, like, walking down the stairs in four months. And, I was like, and she's just like, hold my crutches. No, not even crutches. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, she's like, hold my crutches, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so when, when they decided to put the bar in her, right? Um, uh, like they took, they took her away for the surgery and it was like super late at night. They scheduled it all weird and she didn't get into surgery until like 1140, 11:50, like almost midnight. So Fuck. the whole family is there. But at that point, because she doesn't have a room anymore because they were going to move her to like a different room. She, she didn't have a room anymore. And it was like, okay, so we're all just going to wait during the surgery in the lobby technically. Because all the other rooms and everything is all closed for the night because she's not technically admitted, so we can't be in the visitor side. It was a whole weird thing. So we're like in the lobby, and it's like, you know, 13 of my family members, and my grandma and my grandpa sitting there, and my grandma obviously like super worried. <laughs> my, my grandma obviously super worried, and my grandpa like, like kind of, uh, kind of serious, right? And, like, we just hear, like, the cleaning person, like, all of a sudden just, like, buffing the floors and just, like, you can't hear anything except for, like, the cleaning equipment going off. And we're all just, like, trying to talk and keep each other. And, every, like, a lot of people were, like, looking at me, like, oh, my God, we need to take care of Christian. It's his mom. And it's, like, I'm honestly fine. Like, li like they look more worried. Let's take care of Grandma and Grandpa. Like, it's, it's honestly fine. I know she's going to be okay. It's a broken foot. She's not dying. Like, like, um... Uh, uh, and there's a moment where you just hear like the buffer really loud, and I can see my grandma like looking around. She's like, what the fuck? she's like trying to figure it out. She didn't see the cleaning person. She's like trying to figure it out, and I'm like, I'm like, grandma, grandma, I no, don't you know what that is? She's like, what? I'm like, it's them putting the screws in my mom right now. They're Why? Like, Why like, would you say that? And she Dick. and she busts out laughing, and so does my grandpa. And the silence gets broken, and everybody starts fucking laughing. And I was like, "Don't worry, Grandma. Don't worry. You know, we'll we'll make her feel better as soon as she gets out of uh, out of out of the surgery. We'll go get her a can of WD forty to make her feel better." And she was just like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> You're like, we're gonna have to oil her hinges, Savi. Yeah. That's 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 the joke I always make with my mom now. Whenever I talk to her, I'm like, "How's it doing? Like, you need like, is it gotta get oiled up now? Like, how's it doing?" You just give her like little travel size cans of WD forty as stocking stuffers. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. So yes, I am a dick, but at least my family laughed with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite stories from my grandma: Universal Studios backdraft um, tour. One of the one of the portions when they do the big explosion, 
but it's the the painted glass, so you only can feel the vibration. My grandmother, Jehovah Witness. Yeah. Out loud, holy motherfucking shit. And it right after, Sir Jehovah. Everybody Yo. fucking died. I'm just like, I'm just laughing. You know it means something. Yeah, you know it means something. I'm just like, grandma, you good, you good. She's like, no, no, am I supposed to be cursed? I'm, 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 I'm Jehovah's Witness. Am I supposed to be cursed? I was like, no. yeah. Did I? I was like, did I wouldn't advise you to get on the Jurassic Park ride? <laughs> <laughs> and then I turned to my pops. Yo, I think you should get on the Jurassic Park ride. He's like, why? Right, you gonna have fun? He gets up. I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> so head to toe. I'm just in the middle of the fucking park dying. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm going from my grandmother right to my pops, going like, "How can I make oh this god, more? <laughs> like, how can I make this more fun for me?" <laughs> oh my fucking cheeks hurt! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, here's another good one. I'm waking up from surgery and I'm looking at my pops. The first word I said out of out of recovery, "fuck." He's like, "What the fuck, that's?" <laughs> Him in the middle of the recovery room for me, about to start arguing. Like, the fuck you mean by fuck? Oh my god! There's a photo, there's a photo I shouldn't have, but after my dad's heart surgery, right? Uh, like they take him out of heart surgery and they put him into like ICU to you know recover and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have a photo, like before they pull out the the intubation the intubation tube oh that was sick so he still looks fucked up and like surgery like like post surgery like he's not breathing on his own yet and i have a photo of me like taking a selfie with him in the bed like hanging up a shaka <laughs> like like throwing up a shaka full like open mouth grin like <laughs> with my dad like just behind me on the fucking like bed stretcher with the tube in his throat like <laughs> I shouldn't have that photo. It's one of the things that sometimes when I'm feeling bad, I'm like, you know what? If I could smile then I could smile now. Yep. Oh man. Ah, I think this this I think this episode it did a good thing for us. It it helped boost us up. Talking shit and talking about uh uh Things that make us that still makes us laugh, like to the oh, point yeah. where I should have had a cup of water right here. Fuck, I'm dying. As always, thank you for listening to this podcast. If it sounds like I'm hoarse, because I've been laughing and coughing at the same time. Uh, don't worry, we'll have a GoFundMe uh, set up for the death of Des here in just a moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No worries. All proceeds will go to this podcast. Um, as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, no, seriously, thank you for listening to everyone else on SoundCloud, even on Apple. Even if it is, like I said, it is a horrible service. Seriously. But I do love your phones. And <laughs> Spotify. Uh, peace out.